There are so many ways to help yourself and educate yourself. You just have to really be committed and look for it. Um, and if that's not working for you and you have like zero access, then start putting yourself in spaces and surrounding yourself with people who are also committed to their growth. Because just by changing your environment, you're going to change the way that you feel about yourself and about the world. It's just a perspective shift, right? One of the reasons I wanted to record a solo for the end of the year was to share with you some of my biggest learnings of 2022. And I wrote them here on a sticky note so that I don't fuck it up. Okay. <laughs> Um, we're gonna keep talking about this whole intimacy thing because I realized that I was the one standing in the way of my connection to my body, my connection to my husband and other partners that I had been intimate with this year. Um, you know, a big learning for me was just that I didn't make this room for myself. It wasn't like a part of my life. like my health and wellness and working out and meditating and you know the relationships with the people that I love like on a you know platonic familial level um, and my business and this podcast um, and once I started to focus on my pleasure and centralizing it everything shifted I got a coach Irene Morning who is a dear friend also and shout out to her she just published a book the polyamory paradox which is all about gaining confidence and consensual non-monogamy. So check out this book because it is incredible. I just finished reading it on this trip. Um, I will link it in the show notes as well so that you can order it really quickly. If you are one of those people who is struggling to feel confident as you step into non-monogamy, this book hands down must read. Um, I'm gonna have her back on the show to talk about it, but I'm not gonna get any more into it because I'll keep getting sidetracked. So I learned to centralize my pleasure in my work with her, we hardly ever talked about sex, but we, what we did was we cleared up all the things in between me and my pleasure, you know, things that were hanging out like unresolved trauma and, you know, talking about like why I feel addicted to work and creating and serving other people. Um, and how to, you know, find that I get to have balance. I get to be selfish. I get to put myself first. Um, a lot of the things that I worked on in there, I took to my therapist, which is another thing. This entire year I've been committed to couples therapy with Pasha. And in a lot of that work, I get to work on stuff that's my own, but in the presence of him and, and vice versa. And that's been like really incredible for our connection, focusing on our pleasure, centralizing all of that. So that's been massively helpful to have a coach and a therapist. And I know as I'm speaking this out loud, I'm like, yeah, Jessica, not everybody listening to your podcast has the same access and privilege that you do. And I want to make sure that I'm speaking and including everyone here. Um, yes, of course, if you can afford to put yourself first in this way, hands down, stop buying the bags, right? Like stop buying the shoes, put that, you know, 200 bucks a week towards your own mental wellness. I cannot preach this enough. And also for many people, you likely live in a place where you can get assistance. Um, I know that there are things, even just like free meetings, like, um, Al-Anon, you know, that I've gone to in the past where you can 
actually work on some of these things and feel like you're in community with people who have experienced the same things that you have. There are so many ways to help yourself and educate yourself. You just have to really be committed and look for it. Um, and if that's not working for you and you have like zero access, then start putting yourself in spaces and surrounding yourself with people who are also committed to their growth. Because just by changing your environment, you're going to change the way that you feel about yourself and about the world. It's just a perspective shift, right? And as always, read books. You can access books for free so much of the time. So I wanted to like give these other ways that you can hold yourself accountable to focusing on yourself, putting yourself first, centralizing your pleasure. Um, and yeah, for me, this was a, a big year of getting intimate with myself. For those of you that are not coupled right now, I feel like many ways I centralized my relationship with myself this year and, and started to make it more important than everyone else in my life. And it was the first time that I've ever done that. So that, that was massive for me. And so I think like one of my biggest learnings of the year was putting myself first, being intimate, being in relationship with me, learning to have more alone time, which is really, 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 really hard for me. Um, and one of the byproducts of all that, which I always was, this was sort of always my goal was, oh, you must slow down. You have to stop doing so much, Jessica, I would say to myself. But it wasn't until I understood the why that I was able to start following through with the how of me slowing down. Um, you know, so yeah, I would say that like my biggest takeaway from this year was to start to put myself first and I'm just scratching the surface. So much so that I feel like moving into 2023, my sort of entire thing about this next year, I always have themes for the year. I don't do resolutions. Um, I've never really done that. And I've always sort of just made, well, not always, let's not generalize, in this new wave of my personal development. So maybe for the last seven or eight years, I would say all of my 30s, um, I have always chosen a theme for the year. Uh, some of my past themes have been, this is the year to leap, like take the risks, don't look for the safety net, like dive in head first. Um, I've had years where I was, this was the year to learn, where I just like wanted to be a student of everything. And you know, in those years, I worked on an incredible documentary for free, um, it's called Heal. Like I was an intern, it was one of the best experiences of my life, being able to be an assistant to Adam Schomer and Kelly Gores. Um, I also traveled the world that year training um, learning sound meditation and yoga and all these incredible things. So that's how I like to frame where I'm going. And 2023 for me is going to be the year of devotion to myself. Um, that doesn't mean that like everyone else is, you know, getting the, <laughs> getting the ax. I don't know why I'm being so animated. Um, but what it means is I am truly moving in the direction that my relationship to me and listening to myself and feeling into and listening to my body and what she wants and following my GPS, thank you, Mama Gina, my great pussy in the sky, um, that is what is going to be most important. And that is going to look like a ton of travel and 
a ton of stillness and adventure and the things that I want to create, which are deep, loving, committed relationships with the people who matter most to me um, and preparing to be a mother. Another major sort of learning that I've had this year, and I think I've, I was only able to do this by slowing down and creating more space to actually like hear my own thoughts and have inspiration because I have breathing room. Um, so naturally this learning has just come in like the, the last couple of weeks of the year, I feel like, um, but it's really important to share. And I've done audits before I've done like, okay, relationship audits or, you know, just kind of looking back and taking stock, right. Of like what worked, what didn't. Um, and so you can move forward in a really informed direction. And I want to share that with you because I'd love for you all to do this with the end of your year and, you know, doing a relationship audit, whether you're in a relationship with someone else or just yourself, it's extremely valuable, both scenarios. In fact, it's likely more valuable to do it when you're just in relationship with yourself. And when you're in relationship with others, whether that's like a solo partner or if you are, you know, practicing non-monogamy in some way, multiple partners, I think that you should also do it for your relationship with yourself, even when you're coupled. So what does that look like? I'm not going to give you like, you know, seven questions for this, but what I am going to offer is sit with yourself close your eyes and feel into, wow, what were the highlights of my year? Follow the feelings. Just let yourself breathe and let the memories come up and then write them down. Why were they so powerful? Why did they feel so good? And then do the same thing for the low points, right? Highs, the lows. Think about that catalog. Okay, here's some things that didn't feel so good. And then I also want to invite you to sit with the weird points. I'm taking this from Miss Lolo Urbistando, my partner, my love, um, who is traveling the world right now, living out her dream, photographing beautiful bodies everywhere she goes. Um, she asked me this the other day, high point, low point, weird in between. And I was like, weird in between? It's the weird in-between stuff that's so nuanced that there are big lessons in. We're not sure if we like it, we're not sure if we don't like it, but there's something to it. So before you start making decisions on what all of this means, I wanna invite you to sit with it first. Um, and I'm closing my eyes for those of you that aren't listening because it's so powerful to just be in your feelings. Let the memories bubble up and let the memories get really full and rich because they will inform you of how you really felt in the moment. And then you can sort of write all of that down, journal, whatever feels good to you. Maybe you're an audio diary type of person, or maybe you're just gonna meditate on it and think it through. But it's in that way of auditing that you can really connect to yourself and not the story that you made up about the incident or the occurrence, you know, long after it. Um, because like our memories lie to us. So when you extract sort of the information, you can allow that to inform where you're going. And I think it's so important to feel into those low points 
And I'll even use the term failure because I redefined my relationship with failure a long time ago. Failure is a, an incredible thing. It means you're taking risks and trying new things. If you're not failing, then you're not growing. Um, I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't make that up, but it's definitely, you know, a very popular way of living and a way of thinking and lots of great people live by this and swear by it. So take those failures, take those occurrences that happen that didn't feel so good that you don't want to repeat or that you feel like, you know, were maybe a mistake in some way. I'm doing air quotes for the word mistake. And you can allow that to inform how you want to move forward without that you're moving forward blindly or with like you know one eye closed or not all of the resources that you have at your fingertips so do a relationship audit for yourself for the people that you're in relationship with for your life in general um and take that to sort of prep and plan for this next part of the episode, which is how to prepare and plan for the new year, 2023.